Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean Garmer, here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, today, if you haven't figured it out, there's a movie that is breaking box office records. We're going to discuss here today, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and uh, of course, what could come after with the Super Mario Brothers movie's success and all of that. There's some other uh, more minor news as well to discuss, and we'll keep talking about some games we're playing, all of that, and more after this. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. And well... Just to get this out of the way, if this is your first time joining us or your hundredth time joining us, we appreciate you either way. Uh, thank you for being here live watching or watching later on demand, which you can do so on the YouTube channel, W7 Network, or you can watch on Twitch, W7 Network, or Twitter, Facebook, all those places, same, same thing. You can also catch us on demand, W7 Network on that channel, hit follow. Hit like, hit subscribe, ring the bell, so anytime there's a show, you get it when we post it. And of course, when you get you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you don't just get what we do here. You get what everybody else does at the network. So you get the Rattletier Broadcasting folks, which I'm pretty sure uh, tomorrow, or pretty much as, as you're watching or listening to this, there will be a Damn You Hollywood review of the Super Mario Brothers movie. They're going to be looking at it from both the perspective of a video game movie and then also because they look they do movies all the time they're gonna be looking at it as how does the second was a movie which uh very different takes on that as we've seen this week and well we've also they also do metal music they do tv shows all this other stuff we got taught the cake he does anime we got mma from mark with this mma obviously uh that wrestling show and all that and more so that's why you subscribe to the channel and of course if you just like listening or hearing any of those shows you can just go find them individually on whatever podcatcher you like on the audio side and you get whenever they release a show whenever we release a show just find us on video games to the max you listen to us there uh chapter select with randy and jens just came out with a a look at the original Marvel brothers movie so if you feel like getting some big nostalgia there for 1993 you can go listen or watch what they had to say on a special uh, version of the Mario Brothers movie that had some extra stuff in it. So that being said, Mark, you have not watched it yet, but no, I, did. I did. On oh, you did? You watched it? Yeah, I saw it. Okay, today. cool, awesome. So, uh, well, I yeah, you told me you were gonna watch it like Tuesday or Wednesday, so I didn't know if you'd watched it or not. I saw it today. Uh great. So I saw it yesterday, and I saw it in the uh, 4DX. So it was my first time watching anything in the 4DX thing. We have one of those, I think, in Miami. So it was cool getting to to see it that way. I don't know if I can watch an action movie in a different way now because it's like being on that Spider-Man ride from Universal, the whole movie, basically. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. I guess uh, general thoughts on the movie. What did you think? That is fine. Uh, the only thing I was kind of let down by was the humor, like some of it. But on the whole, like you know, it was good. What it? I mean, what lets you down on? Uh just that, like illumination and this coming. That, like, did did it? Like 
the penguins felt like minions or the suicidal, not starry, but what Luma was like, you know, it was uh, definitely what you wouldn't expect when you're thinking about like the one, the big character you have from Mario galaxy. And it's a, a a star that, that just wants to die. Yeah. Also, like all the songs, like all the pop songs were like really bad or like really on the nose. So it's really, really, really needed. We need a hero in this movie. Like, I guess we did. I thought that was actually, you know, for the most part, I looking at it as a, a video game adaptation. Uh, I thought they nailed every, all of that. They nailed everything as far as being a Mario movie, as being all the references that you get. You know, the character, I thought all the actors and actresses did well in this movie. I didn't have a gripe about anybody. Uh, I thought uh, yeah. Seth Rogen kind of phoned it in somewhat. Uh, I mean, Seth Rogen basically said in an interview, he only does one voice, which is himself. Right. So as soon so as they like, say that, it's like, okay, you know, why don't you get someone who can do multiple voices or do, some, you know, give a few they, actors in this thing that can, uh, that can uh, voice actors for real. So they want, they wanted to pay for having Seth Rogen's voice, which I mean, he's not stranger to animated films or, you know, those kind of films. So he's, he, you know, you can't expect them to be like Jack Black, I think, who decided that he was just going to eat the whole role and it's become, uh, now I can't think of Bowser in another way without thinking of Jack Black. Um, he he totally like went for it with that uh, role, which is great because you don't really if you don't play. I think if you haven't played like the the GBA or the like the Mario and Luigi games, you really don't get a lot of Bowser's personality. Mario so, RPG. Yeah, I yeah some of that too. But I think like if you're just you know, you've only played like the you know the numbered Mario games or something like that, right? You know what? You kind of just see Bowser as the big bad guy. You don't know that he's like this big nerdy doofus or whatever. And you get a lot of that personality. Jack Bla- Jack Black brings that out uh, a lot in this movie. And our, I thought Chris Pratt was fine. Charlie Day I thought was great as Luigi, even though you don't get to see a lot of them. And I, uh, I would have liked his voice to be a little higher pitched, but that's me. <laughs> And uh, well, I mean, Keegan Michael Key was fantastic as Toad, just because like I would never thought that that's him doing that. So it would have been funny yeah. if uh, Luigi, because like when he gets warped to like the dark place, or you know, to the yeah. Bowser's castle, if he just had a vacuum, like yeah. that was his plumbing, that was his plumbing tool. It's a vacuum. Like well, you exactly. Yeah, you were. Well, you were saying on the nose. That, I think that would have been too much on yeah. the nose for the. Uh, they were already kind of hinting at it with where he went, which is fine. Uh, but, but yeah, I thought, the one that one that was actually really good, I thought was uh, Anna Taylor Joy. Was like really good, like, yeah, shockingly I mean, so because he doesn't like do voice work or you know, yeah, you know, you don't hear her do. That probably was one of her first like voice roles, and, and yeah. a lot of times everything she does is very serious. So like the first time you really get to hear her have a little bit fun. of comedy, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Um, like I, I, Chris Pratt wasn't bad, but like I, like his uh, Lego movie bit voice was better. Or that I mean that was more of just him. But yeah, he had like more energy to that role. I thought. Right. Um. Trying not to be spoilery here. I think uh, the having the popular music in there, I think, is the one concession that they made to. Okay, we know there's going to be adults in here that don't. But yeah, you know, but Mario here, here's and here's the thing yeah. is. 
most adults who've seen that who are going to see this movie know Mario. Right, and I, I the only one that I really had a problem with was Take on Me when uh, I guess that's Funky Kong shows up to give them uh, the the ride to the Kong yeah. Castle or the Kong area, and I was like. There's actually a track that if you listen to the soundtrack, which you can actually listen to on Spotify or other places right now, Brian Tyler did a fantastic job uh, in that. And they have like a DK, uh, not the DK rap that plays in the movie. Yeah, they have like like a version of it or... Yeah, like another DK track that plays. Yeah. And it would have been awesome to hear that as a video game fan instead of the take on me that we've heard a million times. I thought Anita Hero was. Fu- I mean, need to hear the problem with Anita Hero is that it's they play that in like fuck. every freaking yeah. movie, so yeah. it's you hear it so much that it's like, oh, really? Again, you know? Yeah, that, that, but, that's my point. Yes, yeah, and like I think Thunderstruck too. It was just kind of like, ah, did we really need that to? Yeah, just, so I just they could it, select the carts, you know. Well, one like, of the Thor movies. It's like, all right, I'm good for I'm good for the next twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the cart theme that they were already playing before you get to them playing Thunderstruck was already pretty cool as it was. Like, I don't think you needed that. But the only the only time it really took me out of it was Take On Me. Other than that, I thought it was uh, fine for the most part. And I kind of, like, accepted that that's going to be there. I mean, when you did have the Mario music in there, that was fantastic. Always. Yeah. I mean, the, the orchestrations of that music is is great. The little hints that you got, the little references, the the cool thing and the you know, the whole pizzeria being a whole reference by itself. Um, yeah, like the little punch out guys. You know, yeah, they were all around the, the arcade machine. The guy that's that's uh, sort of the villain of the movie before you get to Bowser, which is a really awesome reference from you know before Mario and Luigi were you know what who they are was really cool. I did not expect that at all. So. You know, there's a, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you just watched this movie. Uh, the guy that plays Spike is actually from an old uh, NES game called The Wrecking Crew, which Mario and Luigi are as characters in, but they're not, yeah. you know, they're not starring in their own game at that point. And that's what he's referencing. Oh, you left me to go start your own uh, thing. So, yeah, it's it's cool that they put that in there. Did not expect it at all. They should have had uh, Richard Edison voice the character, though. Yeah. Sure, they could have done or that. Edson, sorry. Um, did you, uh, out of curiosity, I mean, did you see the John Leguizamo? Yeah, I mean, I don't, as a Latino person, I don't really think we needed to have a token Latino voice in there. It's like, well, it doesn't fit. The, you the, know. The, the problem with that is there are two Latino actors in the fucking movie, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, the thing is, like, do we need to have them? What did they need to? Did they need to act Latino? Is that what what it is? It's like we don't. Maybe they're I, not. Let, let's be honest. John Leguizamo was mad about the movie because John Leguizamo was not in the movie. Like you should just yeah, say but that. I mean, <laughs> they. It is what like you could make the case that Intel didn't need to go after any of the stars that they went to for that movie. Right. They could have just gotten a bunch of no names or a bunch of just known voice actors, right, and said, okay. You guys can do these roles and have Charles Martinet do Mario and, uh, you know, they could have gotten the whole Nintendo cast and just do it, right? The same people yeah, Charles do Martinet Nintendo. and Jen Taylor and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could have done that if they wanted to. Everybody would have gone to see it anyway. But knowing that those actors are those voices and they actually do them pretty well, 
I think helps the movie, obviously. Um, and then, you know, it's for how short it was, I enjoyed the crap out of it. Sure, there's not a plot. Let's be honest. But it's a Mario movie. Is there really a plot in a Mario movie? A Mario game? I mean, uh, again, other than the Mario RPG or Mario and Luigi's story what about or the whatever. Deep plot of Mario Party 5, man? Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, Mario's missing. That's what we needed. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, movie. I, the only thing I, I would, I, I wanted more of Luigi and Mario, and I hated that they were split the whole movie, but I guess it is what it is for them wanting to tell the one kind of thread of story that they had, which was that they're the two brothers and they can do everything together, you know, uh, when when they are together, nothing can hurt them or whatever, you know, and it's um, it does kind of make the ending a little bit more impactful that he wasn't around the whole time. You know, they didn't force feed the Mario and Peach relationship or actually I appreciated the whole thing with Donkey Kong and and Mario when that happened. But that's the only thing I would say is like, I, I wish there was about 15 or 20 more minutes of the movie so you could spend more time with them. But watching it from a perspective of like, I'm going to go with my daughter tomorrow and she doesn't really know. She, I guess she knows what Mar you know, who Mario is and who these characters are, but she's yeah. not like a fan of the games or whatever. And from that perspective, she's about to be 12 the movie constantly being fast moving and everything probably benefits a lot for the kids. You know, you can take it to multiple viewings. It doesn't feel like it takes forever. There's never time for you to get bored. Uh, from the moment you think something's going to linger, it moves on. So, you know, you can go and, and sit there and be like, okay, that was an hour and a half. Let's go. We can go again, you know, some other day or, or whatever. Um, yeah. This I enjoy the crap out of it. Like I, I think as a video game movie, this is what you should have had in '93, and I think that's well, kind of it. Like Nintendo didn't want to make sure they wanted to make sure they didn't mess this up. I mean, you can't mm -hmm. say that because there are two vastly different mediums. You know, they're still movies though. Like yeah, except because, one is like one is basically a cartoon and one is live action. You could have right, a but I mean movie. they they and the technology was different, obviously as well. But it's like. I don't know. It just it wasn't good. Even even they knew it wasn't good before they put out that movie in '93. They just had to put it out at that point. But at least now they were able to kind of remedy that. The directors knew what they needed to do. They said they didn't want to repeat that again. They wanted to make a really good movie. And and if there's one thing I'm gonna remember about this movie for a long time is how beautiful it looks. Like that is some of the best animation I think we've ever we've seen in a movie that's not like an anime or whatever. Like that is some tremendous animation they, they pulled off in this movie. So hats off to everybody. I, look, it, I'm not saying it's a 10 out of 10 film. There's nothing wrong with it. There is stuff wrong with it. If you look at it as a movie, like I said, no plot, there's really not a lot of character development. Like you said, some of the jokes fall pretty flat. If you're not a Mario or a Nintendo fan, you're probably going to be bored to hell with this movie. I'm going to be honest. I don't know right. if there's a lot here for people that aren't gamers or Mario fans or um, Nintendo fans. Like there's, it's, there's very little, like I, I kind of told my, you know, cause I usually go to movies with my girlfriend or whatever. I kind of told her, I was like, I think you want to skip this one because you're going to be bored. You're not going to understand really what's going on. 
there's not a lot here for you. This is not a Disney or Pixar film where you can watch it and kind of get it, you know, like what do you, what do you, that's, that's the one main critique. I've, I've listened to a bunch of podcasts of movie critics reviewing this film and they all kind of have the same uh, feeling of there's like Disney Pixar DreamWorks that show you how you can do an animated movie and they didn't do that. So therefore this movie failed. Do you think they have a point in that, that they should have learned from all that and been able to make Mario the same way or? No, because that, then it's just become some plug and play or, you know, the same movie, just with different, different characters and setting. Like, I don't know. Did you see the uh, trailer for, I guess called Elemental? The new yeah, Pixar Elemental. movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks just boring as shit. It's because it's just like, okay, another Pixar movie in some fantastical setting, but you know, just some meat cute between like two different opposing sides. Right. And you know, it's going to have a story and a big theme or whatever. Yeah. Know? There'll be some moment uh, where like the fire elemental gets pissed or, you know, it strikes out on her own and the water elemental has to like come rescue her or do some bullshit. Right. And it's like, yeah, okay. I've seen that a, a thousand times before. I'm good. Yeah. I think that I mean, is. Ca- go, it, go ahead, this go. thing is pr- plenty formulaic on its own. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like you know, it's just a basic hero's journey type of story. Only like the damsel in distress is th- the Italian brother in distress. But, yeah, <laughs> that know. too. I what did you think about the way they portrayed Peach in this movie? It's not, you know, uh, fine. the typical way. I mean, it's weird because like they don't expand upon her about like yeah. she. They have that like one scene where she does like she's like, oh, I don't know where I came from, but it's like, well, okay. That's not yeah. like where is that from? Okay, you know. Yeah, I, I just kind of came here by myself, and the toads took me in, and then oh, yeah. there's galaxies but out there. I could be from any of them. It's also like weird. Like why? Why would the toads make her the princess? Well, because they kind of explain that, right? Because they raised her. I mean, it's but that, yeah. that's not like nobility is not passed on that way. Or it's not I like mean, it's not like we haven't seen this. It's like a pretty Disney thing. You know, it's, yeah, but like when Disney princess when it's when they become a princess, it's usually oh my father was the king, only that didn't happen here. So it's like uh, what? Right? Maybe they just elect royalty based on tallness, and she's the tallest one. So they're like, all right. I mean, wouldn't technically Beauty and the wouldn't Belle technically be a princess for the same reasons? Right? She she helped the beast become well, yeah, but she uh, married Dossat. Well, she married him, but I'm saying like <laughs> she was basically given the princess title because she grew with the whole family inside of the castle and all that stuff. It's it's not a tale we haven't heard before, but I guess it's better than saying, oh, there was some King Toad and because I was the only like female in the whole universe, I was given the princess title. Like, I mean, at least they, they tried to give it some kind of semblance of something. Yeah. So, yeah. It, like I said, I, I'll be excited to see what my my daughter thinks tomorrow um, when I see it again. And it's one that I'm excited to see again because I'm so I know there's references that I missed. I'm not gonna oh, yeah. go. Yeah, I'm not gonna go over all that. I don't want to spoil that for people, but I, uh, uh, th- there's plenty. I don't know about you. Did you already? I mean, I I already pre-ordered this thing for like home release. Like the uh, like I'm getting. I haven't pre-ordered. It. I know I'm gonna buy it as soon as it shows up because. I'm going to want to be able to watch it uh, uh, over and over. All that. I know Best Buy had a steelbook. It was kind of yeah. okay looking on a plane, but Walmart's is awesome because you get this yeah. like collectible tin star. 
looks rad as shit. And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, any other like thoughts on anything that like, do you agree? Like, did you think Jack Black was the best part of the movie or? Yeah. Although, I mean, I guess the peachy song is a little goofy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or like, he kept calling her Peaches. I mean, that's not her name. Right. Like, that's really It's weird. not, but it works for the song, right? Which is like, as soon as I heard that song, I went with a bunch of friends from work and we all couldn't stop singing the song afterwards. <laughs> so it worked in what they wanted you to do, which was have that catchy tune that you think about and makes you think about the movie. Uh, and it could technically be up for an Oscar now, I guess. So Yeah, I saw it with a friend and like, she didn't like the movie as much. Uh, I mean, I'd probably give it an eight out of ten personally. Yeah, but she didn't like the movie as much because, like, she didn't like the plot of Bowser trying to meet, like, marry the princess. And I was just like, Man. "That's the game," or like, "That's how how they're doing the games nowadays." Like that that is like directly like Mario Odyssey. I mean, that that's my exactly that's my. He had the wedding suit from Mario Odyssey. He had uh, this is in the trailer, so you know, unless you just haven't seen any trailers. There's the the trailer with Mar with uh, Bowser and the wedding wedding uh, yeah dress, wedding uh, thing and everything. So you know that's straight out of Mario Odyssey, which is the most recent Mario game. So it's not like it's not been done before. Uh, I or mean, like, before like, uh, oh, go on. Before he just kidnapped the princess, so it was like, or he try that's what he would do. So it's like at least they you know didn't get that to happen. I guess. <laughs> yeah, she also didn't like that. Uh, like Mario and Luigi basically come from the real world. And I was like, that's from the cartoon as well as the movies. Like, yeah. And I, I, mean, showed her like the, I showed her like the old ass, like 1989 cartoon. And she was like, oh, okay. You know, like, yeah, like they, they do the whole Mario rap from that cartoon. Right. So. Like her only frame of reference from Mario really is like Mario 64. Okay. So she Which... was like, it, it should be more like the games. And I was like, this thing's plenty, plenty. How much more like the games do you want? I mean, they literally have references to the games everywhere in that movie. But I mean, that, that's the thing. She she has like one game and that's it. So that's the only thing. But she knows. all the games have the same story. Mario is going to go save the princess. I mean, like, what? I mean, Mario 64 is kind of an outlier because like they don't, that game doesn't actually have a lot of traditional Mario stuff in it. Yeah. Compared to like Mario World or you know some of the like newer ones, right? So she knows like the metal suit, for example, but she doesn't know like the cape. So that's but, more yeah, which is from Mario World, yeah, or like the Fire Flower, you know, yeah. But you know, I know a lot of Mario, and I'm sure you do too. So right, yes, plenty of good to me. But yeah, and, you, like, you she, got all the all the cool things from Mario in this movie. I didn't like, see. I I, we didn't stay. Not we didn't stay. Till the end of the movie, I guess there's some after credit sequence. Yes, uh, there's two of them, but yeah, we saw one of them where Bowser's in like the mm-hmm. bowl or whatever. But uh, she missed like the Yoshi. There's a scene yeah. of Yoshi in the movie, like halfway right. through, and she like missed that. So she's like, "Oh, I would would have been nice to see Yoshi." And I'm like, "He was, I mean, he he wasn't in there, but Yoshi's right. were in the there. Movie was a sure. Yoshi, right? Yeah. In the, yeah, no, there was like." There's like a whole stampede of them. Like, oh, well, yeah, because they yeah. showed Yoshi's Island as part of the worlds right. or whatever that are part of uh, the that's Mario. Kind of the weird, that's like the weird thing to me is how they, because like functionally, like how Mario, this movie is, like how it relates to like travel is like Sonic. Right. So that's like the weird thing to me is like, oh, 
all of these worlds are somehow connected and you can just like teleport yourself there. Like at what point? Well, I mean, they, they didn't teleport. They literally showed them walking through each one of them. Well, no, I mean like the, like the uh, pipe system. I, I mean, like, I guess I mean, you like, could teleport, but... you know, but it's like, at what point is like Sonic going to bust open a ring and just teleport to Mario world and go like, Hey, <laughs> but let's go. I mean, Let's go race around this track and win an Olympic sport. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point, right? He could technically, like, from the warp, he could warp from the real world to Mushroom Kingdom whenever he wants. I did appreciate, even though, you know, they fast-tracked it, obviously, because this movie is not, you know, two hours long, going through the various uh, worlds and everything does lead you to, you could have this or this for the sequel or, or whatever. So... Yeah, I would also give it around an 8 out of 10. Again, love the movie. I Obviously, there are things that it could have done better to be a perfect movie, if you want to call it that. But as far as what like Nintendo's first shot at this in 30 years or whatever, you got to give them credit for absolutely. They held, the, Miyamoto's name is everywhere in this. Like Definitely, he had a hand in... A lot right. of what this what this is, and um, you know, uh, See, he yeah. I mean, this movie was visually fine, and the voice acting was good, obviously. But from a f- pure movie standpoint, I would say like I like to touch with Pikachu more. Well, yeah, that has a plot. Yeah, right. Um, it has a a sequence from beginning to end that you can understand. There's there's I mean, so does to this. About. I mean. Trying to yeah. stop Bowser, or you know, the, the whole plot is basically that. But it is meant right. from like character perspective, or yeah, you spend more time with those characters, right? You, yeah, you learn the backstory of the of the kid and and everything else. Like the Pokemon are there to kind of be like, oh, they're the spectacle, and then you also kind of understand the Pokemon side of things from from when Mewtwo shows up. So, or it would have been. I mean, I know they would never do this, but it would have been interesting in this movie if it was like Roger Rabbit, where like Mario and Luigi are real, or like Brooklyn yeah. is real, but when they get zapped to Mushroom Kingdom, then it's all CGI. Yeah, I I guess they could have done that, but I w- probably would have thrown people off. Uh, I did love the fact that we got to meet like the Mario family, right? We never really met. The Mario well, dad and Mario mom, that, and that's because they're all invented for this movie. So. Yeah, so, but like, but still, like, at least we got a little bit of that, right? We got a little bit of like, oh, not everybody's super positive, like Mario and Luigi. There are people that are actually like, even their own, you know, his, his dad is not super, you know, friendly with him or, or whatever. And the fact that he also plays an NES in this movie, but obviously Mario, the game is not part of this universe because he is Mario and Luigi and all that. So. I did not think we we're going to see a Kid, Icar- Kid Icarus reference in this movie at all. We did. That's the game he's playing on the NES, you know. So I thought I thought it was, but I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, it's. It was interesting. <laughs> I was like, okay, out of all the ones they could have picked, well, I guess they wanted to make sure they weren't going to make a movie about that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They ain't going to be Metroid or Zelda because you know those are coming on the pipeline eventually. Yeah. but I mean, there are a little, a few of them that I was kind of like. Okay, does this mean we're never going to get a movie about this or that or whatever, you know? Um, so that being said, it's obvious, not just by the fact that there is a kind of like an allusion to a character that we don't really see in the movie itself at the end credit sequence, 
but also because they make allusions to other things, right? The 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 jungle world. Uh, first of all, knowing that Mario and DK's like lands are sort of connected in the same universe, like that's kind of the first uh, time I've ever really said that as a matter of fact, right? Not um, really, because Captain N had that also. I mean, that, that's where this all culminates, man. Once they have, once yeah. they have the Mar, okay, they had the Mario movie. Assume like Zelda movie eventually, and then Metroid, and then it all culminates in an Avengers style movie with Captain N. I I don't know. I like. I can. It would be. It'd be cool if we can get to that point, but I don't want to. I don't want to look that far ahead and just assume, right? Better like, Smash Brothers. Uh, I got two options here. <laughs> you think this? Do you think we really are going to get a Nintendo Cinematic Universe out of this whole thing? Like this is what we're building towards. Have you seen the box office receipts? <laughs> okay. Well, I know that, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, you know, just to go over this to people that maybe don't. Uh, 377 million worldwide on its opening weekend, which obviously includes uh, two extra days there because it started on Wednesday. Uh, this breaks the all-time record set by a video game movie Warcrafts, was 210 million, and it breaks Frozen 2's record, uh, 358 million. It didn't break the three-day record. Again, this got helped by the fact that they had two extra days. It's behind Incredibles 2 or Finding Dory, depending on who you read, on uh, just behind them on as far as breaking the, the biggest three-day for an animated movie. But still, uh, absolutely incredible that you had this amount of money getting made for this in its opening weekend, and it's short enough, and it's got enough people that, I, that are going to probably see this multiple times that I could definitely see it. Maybe not holding steady, but I don't know that it's going to have this huge drop in the second week that we see a lot of other films because it has great word of mouth as far as from actual, you know, fans and everything, not not from movie critics, but like the disparity for between the 54% that Rotten Tomatoes has for critics to the 96%, I think, uh, to for the moviegoers. Uh, yeah. I think that says a lot right there. Yeah, that being said, let's let's look at that going forward. Now, we know don't, there's going to be a sequel. Don't worry. Yeah. When the balloon fight movie happens, it's going to be 100% for each category. <laughs> they did allude to that as well. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, like we know there's going to be a sequel. Uh, it seems like it could involve Yoshi's Island, I guess, possibly being the next um, ticket to that. It uh, looks like there's probably going to be a DK movie by itself, which would allow you to meet a bunch of the other DK characters, which we do meet some of them, including Cranky Kong, uh, in this. And then they pretty much allude to the fact that we could get a Luigi's Mansion uh, as well, which that would make total sense. Let Luigi have his own movie. I think it could still do well. Luigi's Mansion has the precedent of having the games and everything else, so... Um, I think it could it could draw big numbers. I think after that, though, I just worry about Illumination having Metroid or having Zelda. Like they're not known for having these properties that have this these big stories, and uh, we need to spend time with these characters for a while. And I, like I don't know, it's just almost all their movies, like Secret Life of Pets, Minions, The Pickle Me, they're all sort of in this style of the way the Mario movie is made. So like. Yeah, I just I don't know I don't know about Metroid or Zelda being 
Yeah, it'll be like on. Zelda. They'll have the fucking Octoroks making dumb minions jokes or something like that. And I'll be like, <laughs> please kill me now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they don't make allusions at all to any of those kind of major franchises, right? There's no Kirby. There's no. Um, which Kirby, I guess, could be made in the same style as a Mario movie because it's sort of the same thing. There's not a lot of Except uh, story like, there. Kirby is like way less vocal. Like he, he never yeah. talks. <laughs> yeah, Kirby doesn't. But Link doesn't talk either, so I don't know what they're going to do with that. Like He'll just be a silent protagonist. Like, no one will comment on it. Yeah, <laughs> Zelda will just talk for him the whole time. Right. <laughs> Uh, there's other, they are, you know, there are other references to other ones that you would have thought like maybe, uh, you know, does this mean we're not going to get a Star Fox movie? Like, you know, like, which that could easily also be made into a movie itself as well with all the characters that you have and everything. But I, I yeah. hope, I hope that they do a Star Fox movie though. They're going to, they're going to use the Star Fox lingo and just have it all subtitled. <laughs> yeah. Do a barrel. No, no, uh, no, that's like Star Fox 64. That's like when they actually yeah. had English. Like Star Fox original, it's like that gibberish shit. Oh, they no. They couldn't actually do, you know, speech. Have that, just have to be that. Yeah. Have that make no sense. Right. An hour um, and a half of that. <laughs> I don't think we're going to build to a Smash Brothers thing right away like that. Uh, I honestly think for sure Mario stuff is in the work. I think the other stuff is kind of contingent on how well all the, like, I know a sequel is probably going to do well, but like, will the DK movie do just as well? Will the Luigi's Mansion movie do just as well? If those do just as well, I think uh, then that opens the door. Uh, right? so I don't think they'll do just as well. I think they'll be less. I, I mean, they'll be successful, but they won't do just as well. Right. That very, that very rarely happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think they should be expecting what Marvel did for all that, where they had Endgame and Infinity War way up there in the billions and billions, and then even Avengers and uh, what Captain Marvel also made a billion at one point, and then uh, Black Panther. So saying that all of your franchises are going to hit that is, like you said, is extremely rare. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers 2, whatever they're going to do with that, you should maybe hope that it hits that, but everything else, I think if it hits maybe half of that or whatever, yeah. you should you should be happy. I just I just hope they don't try to I, I knowing Nintendo and how protective they are, I don't think they're gonna go crazy here and start like, oh, this is gonna get a movie, this is gonna get a movie, this is gonna get a movie. I think they're gonna go slow and definitely there's a sequel, but we'll see after that. Uh which is really how you should do it. I don't think you need to have this 10-year plan of having a cinematic universe every time you have one of these <laughs> things happen. Uh, so wait, wait. I'm just waiting for the Punch-Out movie where Mario is the referee. Yes. <laughs> I, man, if, if they get to go that deep in the well for a Punch-Out movie, this thing really went went crazy, uh, yeah. honestly. So I mean, video games realistically are like the last frontier as far as... Because yeah. they've already mined comics to death for the most part multiple times in some cases. I mean, just going through some of these, Mark, like we already, there are many video game things, whether as a TV series or could, could they, do you think they could venture off into other things besides movies? Or you think they're just going to stick to movies because they don't really have a, you know, Nintendo doesn't have its own television network to put the stuff on. So 
They can do cartoons. I don't CGI is a different story because that's way more intensive. But right. you know, it's just a matter of how much do they want to spend versus call you know how good do they want it to be. Yeah. But they don't need a TV network. I mean, no. Their old, their old cartoons weren't exactly like on Fox or you know they're syndicated. Yeah. But I mean, what do you think they just throw it on Hulu or something if they? I'm, they, I'm sure there'll probably be some bidding war, like you know, yeah. whoever wants it, you know, pony up or pony up the most. Right. What did you think about Miyamoto? Kind of alluding to the fact, you know, somebody asked him, "When do you think we'll ever see something from the movies in the games?" And he said, "Well, if the mo- if you know, if this does well, and there's more movies. There's going to come a time where the movies are going to set the precedent for the games." Ah, uh, he's uh, high. He's eating too many mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, even if yeah. they make a movie every, like, two years, which is right. pretty unrealistic in the first place, like, right. what, like, what is there new in this movie, not in a Mario game? I mean, I guess you could say, like, mixing Mario and, like, Mario Kart, but yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean, also expecting a game to look like, you know, this movie, I think, is a bit outrageous as well. I mean, you know, the you budget they would that. have to... But yeah. on the Switch, it ain't never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, on the, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not on the Switch. Uh, I don't know. They would have to put a lot of power into a Switch, too, for that to even be a possible. So, yeah. Which I don't think it's going to happen either. I think the Switch 2 is going to be like a step up, but it's not going to be PS5 Series X level step up either. Uh, I think people need to get themselves ready for that. Right. Uh, so... Just knowing of things that we know were happening, right? Like Sonic 3, Witcher Season 3 and 4, the Knuckles TV show. Uh, there's a uh, Detective Pikachu 2. Uh, the Minecraft movie is still apparently happening. Uh, Bioshock, you that, know, Bioshock. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, sorry. I put it in the doc with the Five Nights at Freddy's movies hitting this, mo- this year. Yeah, apparently. Five Nights at Freddy's finally has a release date, which is... Uh, in October, which makes sense. It's a horror movie. Uh, yeah. And it's also going to Peacock the same day, so we'll see how well it does going to streaming the same day. But I think that says a lot about how much faith they have in that movie, that they're putting it on streaming the same day as well. <laughs> you know, it's definitely not Mario as far as uh, franchises are concerned with gaming. But like, I mean, we know the God of War TV show, the Horizon TV show, Gears of War, uh, there's Assassin's Creed, like twisted metal, twisted metal, twisted metal is supposed to be coming this year also on Peacock. Uh, I mean that that's almost done, I think. So yeah, well that's what I'm saying. It's coming this year at some point. Right. Um, the Devil May Cry animated series, which is being made by the same people that made the Castlevania series, uh, Fallout's apparently happening. Mass Effect. It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, uh, they are mining the video game frontier, as you could say. Do you think that this is going to make it to where they should feel more confident in some of these series now that like, oh, Mario movies showed that video games can do well. Would you be worried that like, oh, these franchises are never going to hit that again? Like it's a different like for the animated stuff, they should feel fine. Like I'd rather distinction between this and like uh, the Devil May Cry show because that's going to be an anime. Right. But if it's live action, then you should be, I wouldn't say worried, but you should be concerned about how well you think it's actually going to do. It may be fine. 
I don't envision God of War being like a good show. Just you don't based, okay. Just based on like the nature of the world. Like I'm sure it'll be fine from like Kratos and uh Atreus, their story, but like them fighting a bunch of like CGI beasts or whatever is just gonna be, you know, boring or pedestrian at a you know, at a certain point. I mean I would expect Freya to also be involved in there as well, but Yeah. But like uh, I think like Fallout will be fine because I mean they've already shown like set pictures and stuff like that. Like, no. and that has more of a story than some of these other things. And also, I think that like it's also a problem of how faithful. Like, you don't need to be like completely faithful. Like, this is a new story for Mario, more or less, but it's an amalgamation of all of Mario. Right. Exactly. It's and it's still the basic story of Mario. <coughs> Same kind of with Sonic. Like, the whole, like, human Steve bullshit is new, but Sonic and Tails trying to stop Eggman Robot is, you know, more or less the same in the the Yeah, and then the Chaos Emeralds and all that, and Knuckles being involved, and, you know, that stuff is in there. Yeah, but, like, Assassin's Creed, that film was a turd, or the Warcraft movie was a turd, or that new Silent Hill movie will be a turd, so... I don't think we should really say that. I mean, we don't know. The first Silent Hill movie did fine. It was the second one that wasn't, you know... I mean, uh, even that first movie, it, it gets by because of its visuals. But right. as, like, a movie or, like, a story, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least it was a bit more faithful to Silent Hill than, say, like, the Resident Evil ones were. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, yeah, that's another that's another problem is like how much do they want to spend because like that yeah. last Resident Evil movie as a movie like as if you look at the story they basically combine Resident Evil one and two into like one story and they have some extremely dodgy characterization but as a story it was fine the problem with that movie was the characterization of like Leon and then the eight bucks they had to spend for the budget yeah so you know the budget was super low on that movie yeah. right like they, they're trying to portray this like zombie invasion or zombie apocalypse and they got like seven zombies at the police front gate and it's like what like you yeah. should have like seven thousand zombies not just seven so right that was a problem <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing is again it's a faithfulness matters right last of us was able to be faithful for right. the most part. And they told I, that I story say, well. Yeah. Last, except for like the uh, evil chick character, I forget her name. Like that show was like, incredibly faithful. Well, uh, some people would say the clickers weren't in it enough or whatever. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. the only other concern. As a whole, like the story, like directly mirrored the game. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, some, some stuff you can't do that. Like Fallout Three, for example, you can't do that because the game is so open ended. That you just need right. to kind of pick and choose, like person escaping vault into you know apocalyptic wasteland. Okay, go from there. But some you know some stuff so like I always think of Assassin's Creed like not even trying. You had a good actor in the role and you fucked it all up like from the get go. So I think happened? what also matters a lot is how much do you allow for the original creators to have the input, right? The, yeah, the number. The number one thing that we saw from Mario movie and from Last of Us is that the original creator was part of it. They were big, important factors in this show containing so much of the game. 
That's and, why the best adaptation yeah. is Win Commander. <laughs> exactly. Um, like that's the thing. It's like if you take them out of it and go, oh, we're gonna go total Hollywood with this. That's where you go yeah. wrong. That, right. That's where you completely lose the plot. And you understand there's so many people in Hollywood that think that that making a movie is so much easier than making a game, and they don't understand that there's so much, so many things that go into that that you don't even get to have to deal with when you make a movie. So like. It's not just about writing the story and then having it acted out. There's a lot of things that you have to say, okay, how much of this is great because you get to play that and how much of it is available when you put that in a passive context, does it still work? So, you know, I have a lot of faith that like maybe the Bioshock movie could do well on Netflix depending on, you know, I'm not, they don't have Ken Levine working on it, obviously. If it ever gets made. (laughs) Yeah. You know, those things have the stories to be able to be interesting still, but yeah, yeah, it's just it all really depends on a lot of a few factors. And I hope that they use the positives from the two things that we've seen come out this year and say, This is kind of what we need to do with these video game newbies and not just be like, All right, we're just gonna put our Hollywood spin on it. Um, I tried it as already so Hollywood that. I don't know. That movie I didn't think was bad, but well, it was kind of like okay. It, like, it was it, bad just because it was like, I mean, I didn't see it, but it was like a weird prequel. So like, no offense yeah. to Tom Holland, but he's too young for that role. Like, you know, you look at Drake, yeah. and he should be like late twenty, like late twenties, early thirties, not right. You know, early twenties, or you know, barely out of high school. <laughs> I thought he was okay in the role. It was just like. Okay, we kind of got a little bit of the Uncharted, whatever. But like you said, I mean, it just kind of felt like that's why that like Uncharted fan film was like so highly revered, or still, you know, yeah. still is. Because even though Nathan Fillion is too old for the role, you know, if he did it twenty years ago when like Firefly was around, he would have been great. Yeah, but you know, I think that's the that's the thing is you also have to understand the property and know that like. You know, Mario is such a beloved character from 40 years that you can literally have a movie that plays the hits and it works, right? But not everything has that. And you do have to develop a story. You do have to have a plot. Uh, You do have to, like, bring in some of those characters that people that are a little bit lesser known to give them a bit more agency. Like, there's a lot of those things that you do. I mean, The Witcher is also another good example of, what they did with those, uh, you know, with the property and be able to make that into a show. So there's well, examples what, out there. Which yeah. has at least the books to, you know, fall that back too. On. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also has an actor that really loves those books. And, and once those, once the character reflect that as well. Too, yep. right? So the shit canned him and got some. Yeah. <laughs> nameless, and then they're nameless. wishing that they had him back now. Because, yeah. Um, but got, got, yeah. got the lessest Hemsworth to be in the role. So good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, definitely for that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll see. I'm sure it will not take long for them to announce something that's going to be happening with the Mario film franchise in the future uh, with uh, well, all these records. Yeah. As far as Nintendo goes, if you discount the Mario stuff, what do you think is next? I think they'll definitely announce a sequel next. Uh, but I what do you mean by discounting that? Like. Like what's the, what's the next Nintendo property? Oh, you mean outside of Mario? Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna make a Zelda movie. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. I mean, you have the two big you have the two big games. If uh, Tears of the Kingdom does as well as they as they assume it will, 
I think yeah. you had the platform there available for you to to be like, all right, let's give Zelda a shot. You know, honestly, what I would love is like a you know HBO or Netflix or whoever like live action Metroid. That would be really cool with yeah. uh, Gwendolyn. I think it's Gwendolyn who Gwendolyn Christie. I think as like you know Samus. Yeah, I mean, even like Metroid, really anything I think works, but it has to be on the darker side. I don't think you can't do a very light and fluffy Metroid movie. Um, right. You know, so Nintendo has to be willing to kind of get a little bit gritty with Metroid like you would in the games and be okay to present that in a movie and say, look, uh, this is going to be, you know, maybe kids can still go, but you, you might need to be a little bit on the, the older side or, or whatever. And it may not be for the, you know, six and seven year olds or uh, whatever, like the Mario movie is. Right. Yeah. Uh, definitely. We'll, I'm sure we will hear more about that, especially if the next week numbers roll around and uh, they are not too far off from what happened this week. So I don't, I don't think anything's coming out this week either. So yeah, uh, its position is going to be fine for the next few weeks. Yeah, definitely uh, for sure. At least till Guardians Three comes yeah. out, that will probably like, be the next theme rolling movie. As much as I'm. I mean, it may be good, but I don't think like, Evil Dead Rise is going to be like a big hit. <laughs> uh, supposedly has like a really good score right now. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a big hit, but there's going to be people going to see it. Yeah, yeah. Or that, like that Renfield movie, it yeah. may be fine, but no. <laughs> so, moving along from uh, this stuff here, just because uh, we talked about it last week as well, uh, Resident Evil Action Four. Remake actually sold 4 million copies in its first two weeks now uh, after selling 3 million in its first two days. Um, obviously, people are loving it. The new Mercen- uh, Mercenaries uh, free DLC came out as well. You did the review already. I mean... Yep. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I finished it. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it, and with the Mercenaries mode kind of fixed it a little, but uh, I, mean, I talked about this with you online, is like, when Resident Evil Village came out, like when you beat it, you had access to like all the infinite ammo guns. You just had to like buy them from like the main menu or like the extra content menu, and you had like right, yeah, fourteen guns. This you have four, and functionally, two of them are extremely hard to get. Like you can get an infinite, basically infinite durability knife really easily, and you get the infinite rocket launcher. I mean, that just takes a lot of money to unlock, but like the hand cannon and the Chicago typewriter, like one of them is like beat the game on uh professional on, on an A rank, which is like under seven hours. And the other one is like beat the game on S on an S rank on professional and like don't save more than fifteen times or something like that. And it's like that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully that is- Th- thankfully, the mercenaries mode provides an easy way out for the ham cannon. Like that's the hardest one to unlock. If you just get an S rank on all the missions for that, which is only three of, you can just unlock it then. So, I wrote the review and then I did that, and I'm like, "Yep, this works." <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, uh... that game's still really good. Like I, I mean, from a story perspective, or just like from the gameplay or like set pieces, it's by my still second favorite Resident Evil game. Hey, yeah, I mean. People loved it. 
originally, it's good yeah. to know that they like faithfully stuck by it and yeah. made another heck of a remake. And I mean, it's it, still using like the same engine too, so like most everything works that you you know you'd think of. I'm excited to play it eventually. I just gotta yeah. get through the stuff I've I've got here, and then I will right. definitely uh, give it a shot because I've enjoyed all the the remakes uh, so far. I, it does look like further illusions are coming for Resident Evil Five being the next remake that they do, like you were saying. So that'd be fine. But again, like, yeah. I don't know why Code Veronica is seen as some like redheaded stepchild. I guess they want to just like do the numbered games first because it's easier to like connect the stories together and then when they run out of the numbered games well, they'll, they'll do those again <laughs> like, yeah they'll just like, well, go and, we, need to re- we need to remake Resident Evil 1 again yeah like I really wouldn't be surprised if they even I you know I th- we talked about it last week but I do think that they will remake the first game again because it's not uh, you know done in that modern style yet and pe- People do want to like go back and say, "Hey, I want to go play back the number one," and then it is a remake, but it's not like those, so it can turn people off from wanting to play it, even though yeah. it holds up pretty well still. Yeah, but, but it still uses yeah. like the tank controls and kind of you know, it's not like yeah, the, that, the recent remake. Which that puts me off, you know, by itself is like the fact that it has tank controls. It's like, yeah, I don't want to touch that when you have, uh. You know, three other games and then seven and eight that are done in this uh, great style that, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I don't know that I want to go back to that. So, you oh. play anything else? Well, go ahead, yeah, speaking of that, well, the other thing I got, I got back my PS3 dev unit because I had a repair store for the past two weeks. The entire Blu-ray drive needed to get replaced. Oh, damn. Wow. So, that, that was like a nice 150 bucks. And then the software on it got screwed up pretty bad. Uh, I didn't do it. I don't. The repair shop didn't do it either. This thing was always kind of temperamental, so I had to wipe the drive. I lost all my games. So it's oh like, wow! I mean, so, you can like download them again, right? Or no, I can't. No. Oh, because oh, it's a dev unit. Yeah. Uh, man, there may be a way to recover it. I haven't like dug too too deep into like the hard drive partitions and stuff, but this thing is a real nightmare to work on. <laughs> like you would not believe. So. Yeah, hopefully I can get it working again. I mean, like with the old stuff on it, but now it actually, you know, works fine, or at least it reads discs again. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah, at least you get that. It's, uh, but it sucks to hear that you uh, lost those gains. Perhaps. Yeah, I I know forever, the guy, yeah. I know the guy who had it originally, or from like two people ago, and I sent a message to him going like, because he said he backed it up at one point. So I'm gonna feel like, do you still have that? And you mind sending it over, <laughs> yeah, right? Because it'd be uh, nice to have. If not, I'll just put a whole bunch of other games on, like Gear Three. Yeah, did you see that they? Uh, well, I don't know what story to believe on the whole why they did it. There's uh, Xbox event finally stopped people from being able to have emulators on yeah. the retail version of right. whatever yeah. Xbox you have. Yeah, well, like, um, people just, like, release, like, Retro Arch and Dolphin as, like, Xbox apps. So it's, like, yeah, I can see why they would want to block that. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially if, again, I don't really know if Nintendo... Um, I, I, I don't think Nintendo threatened to sue them, but it's more just the 
the notion of, oh, buy an Xbox, play a Wii game, or, you know, play this GameCube game. Like, I'm sure Microsoft lawyers are going, like, no, don't don't allow this. Like, this will be ba- bad things. Yeah, like, definitely you don't want to be having that be something uh, I thought, I, for sure. I mean, I think I linked to, you, linked to you last week, like, right after we finished. But, like, Dolphin is coming to Steam. It is. Yeah, and retro, retro arches are already been on Steam for like, I think a year or two, and it's like that's crazy. Like especially with the Steam Deck out now, it's like okay, like there's a portable GameCube and up to PS2 in your pocket if you want. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is you know people need to think about that. Like imagine if any kind of legal, uh, you know, there's that whole uh, TikTok. Uh, everybody gets TikTok thing and, and that whole bill that was put out. And a lot of it is really seems like to be there where they could technically go into your computer and look at anything that you possibly had. And yeah, uh, there was, you know, talks about they could do this or that. If they find out that you had anything illegal, which would include, you know, ROMs if you didn't have the actual game or whatever. And like, that's the thing is, would you really want that to be on there? And then all of a sudden somebody comes and goes, if you have this on your retail version of your Xbox, we're going to ban you. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're kind of stopping that before they have to get really aggressive uh, or somebody makes them have to be aggressive, uh, i.e. Nintendo or, or somebody else. So uh, it is still allowed in dev mode if you put your console in dev mode, but you can't. Yep. Uh, do it and as far as just like having it out there where you're online and people can see that you're playing and uh, and everything oh. else. Like, oh, yeah. my friend is playing Super Mario Sunshine. How interesting. <laughs> On their Xbox, by the way. Like, oh, yeah. damn, how is that possible? <laughs> then, you know, just... I guess Microsoft finally bought Mario, huh? <laughs> uh, right, yeah. <laughs> that's that's exactly what happened. Um, so, yeah, just... um, It's... Uh, it's you know it sucks to see, but it's kind of understandable again in a way that that they did it. So people really I mean, shouldn't be surprised. I, I you and I, I think take different different views on emulation somewhat, but I think that if a game isn't like readily available, or even like maybe not on like a store shelf, but even like online, you know, piracy or emulation, go for it. Yeah, I no, I agree with you on that standpoint. Okay, yeah. Um, that you Even know, like, I, I said the same thing with the 3DS and Wii U store going down. Like, I don't yeah. think people should go nuts buying those games, you know, uh, before they went off the store because that's just Nintendo being greedy. Like, yeah, uh, you know, at that point, like, what other remedy do you have? Like, go out and and pay way over price for a game, or you know, do that. Uh, unfortunately. So do I think it's okay for you to have like a whole raspberry pie full of games that you're never going to play just to have it and uh, whatever. And you know that you, you don't own any of those games or whatever, then uh, no, I don't know that that is necessarily the route to go either. Um, You know, I don't think it's wrong if, if, Hey, if this game is no longer available, nobody's trying to sell it or make it available like even what PlayStation did, right, where they made some of these PS1 games, now you can actually just buy them off the store. You don't have to have PS Plus to play them. Uh, yeah. It'd be nice if Nintendo did that with the Switch Online, 
I know we're talking about a virtual console thing again, which they don't want, but right. it should be available like that. Like I, I shouldn't have to subscribe to this thing and no, no. I can't buy them. Right. Your, your problem is thinking that way. The, the real issue is I bought this shit two systems ago with the Wii and none of that should transfer it over. And it should have. Well, I mean, lazy fuckers. <laughs> like <laughs> none of your PS3 shit transferred over either. Like the Wii U stuff wasn't really working with the Switch. It's not the PS4 and PS5 or the Xbox One and the series. They didn't want anything to do with the Wii U. So they right. cut it off. But well, I just mean like uh, the backward, yeah. like the backward compatibility stuff. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if it's a license thing. Like, it's obvious why they don't really have a lot of third-party stuff that's not, like, super obscure on the Switch Online because right now they don't really want stuff that they have to take off, I There's guess. no home improvement for the SNES on the, on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. The Switch. Uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't think it's a... I think Switch Online is great for what it is. I just, It would be really nice to be able to say, like, okay, I wanted to buy uh, the first, you know, three Mario Brothers games and not have to, like, be subscribed to this service to be able to play them, but right. uh, like I like Game Pass, I like PS Plus, I like Switch Online, but they give you the option if I want to buy something that's on Game Pass or PS Plus, I can't. Switch, you can't do that, which kind of sucks. Yeah. So uh, that being said, uh, you know I, we did mention Xbox there. Uh, Microsoft again uh, has uh, a really bad retention problem at this point. Now, to be fair. Uh, Joseph Staten has Staten or Staten has been with Microsoft for a total of 18 years uh, between his two stints with uh, working on Halo and being part of Microsoft, being part of Xbox, uh, game dev and all that stuff. Um, he recently came back to be head of creative on Halo Infinite. We know how that turned out, uh, especially awesome. on the multiplayer side. Yeah. So uh, it. It really hasn't been uh, something positive at all for Halo. We uh, we've talked about that a bunch of times uh, here. You know, somebody did bring that up. That it's like, does it really? Every time we talk about one of these studios for Microsoft, it's really negative. It's they want to swallow never... more up instead of fixing up their current shit. So yeah, I mean, I mean, but for the most part, that's positive. You could say the other the thing is that they've like made some studios uh, right the initiative is new yeah. and then you just have people leaving and it's like wow like what is what is going on I, we i talked about this uh a few podcasts ago about like if you look at all the studios that microsoft has how many of them are in trouble or they haven't really made or they've right. been kind of like upside from obsidian that has been pretty straightforward with their games or uh, you know, the four anything that has to do with Forza, yeah, turn 10, playground. Uh, but now playground's making fable. There's rumors of that had to get remade. What's going on with that? Then there's like, no, it's okay, but we just don't have anything to show right now. So, you know, yeah, it sure. just depends. <laughs> and then rare, like they have Sea of Thieves, but then they have when they're making something that's not Sea of Thieves, we don't really know what's going on with Everwild. So, um, we haven't heard much from Hellblade from, uh, oh my God, uh, Ninja Theory. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of their games that are kind of just like, well, let's see what they show us in June uh, so we can see what's going on with some of these games that we haven't heard a lot about. Uh, the controversy again with Redfall about 
What kind of game is it? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad depending on who's playing it? So, right. yeah, it's just, it sucks to hear again that such a huge, like, creative force as far as Joseph Staten is concerned is, is gone from Microsoft and he's apparently doing something else. And I, I wonder if that's just from he feels like it's run its course or is it because there's something going on? You know, I mean, he uh, he's probably just sick of it. I mean, he he may have wanted to make the game that he wanted, you know, that he wanted, and Microsoft didn't support it, or they just screwed it up too much. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's just we know what happened with Halo Infinite. I mean, they're working on content, but like at this point, it's just like, yo, I, you waited so long. I, I think there's a problem of they've had this a few times where where they put an infinite in the title. And it always backfires. Yeah. Like, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite was supposed to be this 10-year-long fighting game, and nope. Or Halo Infinite, same thing. Nope. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, this that's not going to work out the way you think it is. So, uh, you know, get ready for that. I'm sure he will tell the world what he's doing um, going forward pretty soon. But again, it's another big loss for Microsoft as far as having like really experienced creative leads that have been there, done that, you know, worked on your big games and, and now going. So, right. Yeah. Um, not not a good look. Don't worry. But, Once Tim Schiffer leaves Double Fine, everything will be fine. <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, let's not go there. I don't want to imagine Double Fine without Tim Schaefer. It sucks. That just yeah. that really sucks. At least, hey, I've been waiting for the the one. You know, we've heard a lot of Square Enix is making this game or that game, and uh, they have all these uh, things that they have to announce. But like the one that I've been waiting on that we haven't really gotten a whole lot of is these pixel remasters. And finally, we have uh, an announcement of April nineteenth, my dad's birthday. Actually, we we're gonna get what? these on Switch, and you can and buy one of these for his for his birthday. Uh, uh, he has. He does not care about Final Fantasy or video games at all. So, <laughs> so I mean, I don't even know if he's going to see the, the Mario movie or not. But um, you know, yeah, I I've said a million times how much Final Fantasy is my my favorite series. So getting to have all of these in one uh, set is wonderful. Yeah, seventy five dollars. Um, I'm fine with it because like six by itself is worth like the extra money. So. Um, and, and five and four really. So, uh, there, there's extra options that are going to be added to these games, um, as well. I uh, should note that are different from the PC and mobile versions that have been out for a while. So, uh, that's cool that they're adding these. I don't know if it's like necessarily a make good from, uh, them taking so long, uh, to put these out, but it is cool that we're getting, you know, extra console specifics for that so yeah like uh what is it that they're they're adding obviously like the rewind uh feature or fast forward feature that's in almost all these rpgs that get brought over now um the uh getting to switch between the the different kinds of music which obviously pop fancy has fantastic music you know both mark and i have uh played and and reviewed theater uh, theater rhythm at this point um you can also change the font, which apparently was a problem. Uh, they've now added this like pixel-based font that's gonna 
more closely resemble what it should look like when you have like a remaster yeah. uh, getting put out there, which I guess that's that's cool. Um, and then you can turn off random encounters, which that helps a lot when you want to get through an area and you're kind of stuck. And you can also boost experience up as well by like four times so you don't have to grind, which I'm always down for stuff like that, especially in these older games like where they just... They did not care about whether you had to grind for hours or not. <laughs> so, well, that's where the game length came from, you know. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's cool that that's finally got a release date. It's in a, about a week, week and a half now. So, uh, it'll be out there. I don't know if I'm going to buy day one or not. Obviously, these are old games. I'm I don't need to rush out and buy them, but I'm definitely going to uh, get them at some point here. Uh, a bit of uh sad news as far as um both you and i like these uh alice games that american mcgee made um yeah i'm more familiar obviously with the second game uh alice the madness than i am the first one because the first one was like pc only uh so i think came to consoles eventually yeah well no it came as part of like alice the madness like inside that Madness yeah. Returns, as like yeah, the, Madness Returns, yeah, uh, deluxe edition. But I think eventually, I think at some point, it just made that for free. <laughs> like they were yeah. just like, we don't care. But he was for a while, like trying to get like either a remake of the first game or just an Alice Three, uh, yeah. possibly getting made by EA. And he said after several weeks of review, EA has come back with a response regarding funding and or licensing for Alice Asylum. And they have ultimately decided to pass on the project based on internal analysis of the IP, marketing conditions, and details of the production proposal. And that EA sees the Alice license as an important part of EA's overall game catalog. And that selling or licensing it isn't something they're prepared to do for the present. You know, and McGee that, says he's exhausted every option. He's, see, yeah. that I don't believe. <laughs> that Alice is like some important part of EA's grand plan. It's like the fuck it is. Well, no, no, they mean like the back catalog as far as like oh having that available so people can yeah, play but like it. they're not gonna yeah. do anything with it ever. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they pretty much just admitted to that, like saying it's not worth us investing in making a third game uh, because we don't see the it, value in that. Yeah, yeah it, ain't, it ain't gonna sell. Or it ain't gonna sell as much as they want it to. <clears throat> so screw it. My, you know, my... What it is, though, what it is, is them basically saying, we don't want to have to give up the whole Alice catalog, as in we're going to give people, give one, two, and a potential whatever other version, other games come out, and then, oh, what if it does become a hit, and then we don't have the rights to that anymore. Right. So, it's like, oh, if we're not going to make it, then nobody else is going to make yeah. it. Yeah. Which sucks. Sure. But... I mean, he get well as a, as a problem or a condition of the story. Also, I mean, American McGee said he's basically like leaving game development. Yeah, which that but, really sucks as well. Kinda, yeah. but like aside from Alice, dude has not made that many good games. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's not like Grim or fucking Scrapland set the world on fire. No. Like. Even if even if EA was going to make another Alice game, why would they make it with this guy? I mean, it's not like his name was even on the first, on the second game. 
I mean, his name wasn't at the front of the second game, but right. He, yeah. I mean, it wasn't called, yeah, it was just called Alice Madness Returns. It wasn't American McGee's Alice, you know, Madness Returns. Right. Well, because I think if you put the American McGee name in there, it confuses yeah. people and they don't understand that it's like the same kind of thing. I mean, but he, he can make another, if he wanted to, he can make another game based on another fairy tale. Or, I mean, for a while, he was talking about doing like a, a, a Wizard of Oz game or, you know, Cinderella or, a lot, you know, there's a million different fairy tale, tales out there, but I don't think he is competent enough as a guy nowadays to really pull that off. <laughs> yeah, I mean that like Alice world that he created is really cool. Like you know, the whether it's the enemies, the the ambiance, the world is is like really awesome looking. Like something that you know Tim Burton could have done as well. Like. I love seeing that. I hate the fact that we wouldn't get a third game because right. it would be awesome if if we did. But uh, unfortunately, EA is doing what they're doing, which, you know, I, I get it. I mean, they just laid off people like we didn't talk about it, but, you know, they laid off like six percent of their workforce. Right. Yeah. So um, it kind of doesn't make sense for them to go and make games that are not going to be selling right. a bunch of money because it's kind of counterintuitive, right? We're like, well, we're going to give funding to this small game that uh, it's not like I'm, an EA original or anything. It's, it's a game that's probably not going to sell much. And then, yeah. I mean, it, it'd be the equivalent of EA going like, Oh, we're going to bring like wing commander. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, uh, really? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, it sucks. Like, this is the world that we live in. Yeah. Where it's like, you're not, it's very, uh, unless you just get funding from, uh, unless you're an indie game that gets funding from from either um, Kickstarter or let's say like the Xbox thing or, or PlayStation or whatever, it's very hard to just like do this stuff on your own. Right. And then... To expect EA to just go, oh yeah, this is a game we have in our catalog, but we're gonna fund that for you. Like, yeah, we don't have anything that proves that you're gonna that this is gonna come out and sell really well. And and right now we really can't afford that. Like, they're having to really pick and choose now. That's one of the things that they um, said after having to lay off people was that they were gonna have to, you know, go through everything and and look at stuff with a fine tooth comb about what they release now because yeah. you know, they can't just be laying off people constantly because things don't sell. Right. And they already have to do the, the rebrand of EA sports FC, which they released that logo uh, and everything, uh, you know, this week. So kind of looks cool. Uh, I'll see when it actually comes out. What, what happens with that? But yeah, I mean, at least they're not losing what, the licenses and things like that, which is important. Uh, we'll right. see when FIFA actually makes one of their games, if it even stands up to that or not, because they keep saying that it's going to, but a lot of that is FIFA just talking uh, BS, but they... It'll uh, just be know. the rebranded uh, Pez or eFootball game. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That, exactly. And then it'll definitely be a non-competitor uh, right. at all. Uh, just because I've, I just talked about layoffs, uh, Amazon's gaming division also laid off people. Amazon itself has been laying off people, 
uh, consistently. They just closed. What was it? Their like uh, book uh, shipper that they had for a long time. It was the company they had bought that was basically there for people to buy books from them, and then they would ship it to you. Yeah. Uh, they closed that entirely, and then they laid off like another what seven thousand people. Uh, and then now they've laid off what a hundred of them are from the gaming division. Um, I no, mean, they did laid off additional nine thousand people on top of the eighteen thousand they'd already cut. And then I think yeah. they laid off like a hundred here out of the the gaming division. So I mean, yeah. their gaming stuff. They only have two games: uh, New World and and Lost Ark. Yeah, Lost Ark, which so. they didn't make. They just kind of translated, I think, or right. you know, just. But in English, uh, Twitch isn't doing great anymore. Yeah, they lo- they lost people as well. Yeah. Nah. So I think their gaming amb- like ambitions, they may have lofty goals at some point, but those goals aren't going to be met. And it's really debatable if they were even achievable in the first place. I mean, they spent huge money on that um, NFL deal. Yeah. Uh, for Thursday Night Football, they... They spent uh, big money on the Tomb Raider IP, the Lord of the Rings right. IP, which I don't know how which, much Rings of Power is really. I, I think I think I saw the report that like only thirty percent of people finished that show, and I it's mean, like that's yeah, that ain't great. Expect yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, how many people do you think like started The Last of Us and finished it? Probably A lot 80%. of people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, especially considering the numbers that were going along. Yeah, like last show. was like every yeah. episode, pretty much like the ratings went up, not down. So right, maybe one here or there, but for the most part, from beginning to end, the, right. the ratings yeah. went and, up. An episode know? can be down, but then as a as a general curve, it went up. You know, yeah. So it it yeah, it doesn't look good for Amazon as a as a whole. Like um, it right. looks like it's like a chicken with its head cut off right now. Uh, for the most part, even Jeff Bezos stopped building on his big mansion or whatever because of all the stuff oh, no. that's going on with the layoffs. Like, I guess he finally realized that, like, oh man, I don't know how much my worth is anymore. And this also kind of looked, I don't know that he cares about like whether the people got laid off or not, but like, oh, I don't know how much my worth is anymore. So maybe I should stop building on this freaking big mansion because, I mean, not to mention yeah. he lost half of it to his, his ex wife. You know, See. whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on on that, but still, uh, feel bad for the guy that's so rich. It doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah. Um, break out the tiny violin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, come on, man. <laughs> but yeah, it it sucks. All these layoffs are happening. Whether it's in Games Journal, whether it's these big tech jobs, whether it's um just you know warehouse workers. Walmart keeps you know been laying off warehouse workers. I mean, it sucks just sucks to see this everywhere yeah um that recession's probably coming unfortunately uh that being said i think the only thing we haven't talked about is uh something that came out today or well first of all gamescom is opening night live is uh back duh uh no doubt jeff Keeley was not gonna let that opportunity pass and he is going to be hosting that again uh this yep. time it's you know they're going to have the full show, not the hybrid show they had last year. So that's good. Uh, yeah. It's August 22nd to the 27th. Um, I think this is on the 22nd. 
So uh, in Cologne, so that's cool. Um, supposedly he makes a. I think that that means probably Sony is coming back, uh, for this. So or it could be Nintendo, but I think, I think he's hinting more at Sony than he is Nintendo. But it could be both. It could be the big three are going to be at Gamescom. No. Yeah. Um, but that's cool that we're seeing that with you know what happened to E3 and we talked about that last week, and. You know, Jeff Keighley's gonna have summer game fest, but it's it's good the Gamescom is still going strong and, and happening. You need those in game events, uh for sure or in in person events to be happening for the, the game industry. Well, I guess we'll find it, you know, we'll we'll know closer to well, we gotta have summer game fest first to know what even the reveals are gonna be for that thing. And uh something that came out today, uh one of these we've talked about previously as far as like we know it's kind of in development, just obviously Sega and Atlas are not talking about it. I'm referring to Persona 3 Remake. Yeah. Um, there's Twitter user that posted a video on Sunday showing off like what could possibly be some footage of Persona 3 Remake that was shown as part of a internal meeting at Sega Japan two years ago. Uh, and then also it apparently included uh, some small amount of footage from Jet Set Radio, a possible reboot or remake. Um, and then some other uh, Twitter users posted some watermarked uh, pictures and Gamatsu kind of got in there and started saying, well, this could be. And the thing is, Persona 3 Remake's been hinted about like several times. So that's yeah. not necessarily new, but Jet Set Radio's kind of like not really been sort of confirmed or whatever either. So, I mean, I are you excited I've... for both of yeah. these games? Or yeah, they also had like footage of like Sonic Frontiers, but like a slightly better port or like a better version of it. We'll see. Right. You know, maybe just like HD, HD plus graphics or something. But yeah, I like Jet Set Radio a lot. Uh, Jet Set Radio features a much better game than the first one, even though it has much worse soundtrack. And yeah, Persona Three would be cool, like better than the versions we've had you know, so far. Yeah, you definitely need to have a definitive version of Persona 3, because right now the that Persona 3 portable port that's out there on modern consoles is fine, but it's not great. Yeah. Uh, it's still not the definitive version, because uh, you don't get the open-worldness of it, you don't... Um, yeah, it's just like, a, yeah. you know, it's a, PS, it's a PSP game, essentially. So Yeah, so... Like this allows you to have like especially the people that got into Persona through Persona Five, allows you to have another game that you can play and uh, in that style with the, these characters that are maybe not as well known, but they're they're well loved in the Persona universe as well. I wonder if this is going to lead them to also remaking Persona Four uh, at some point if this sells well. But that's probably done. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure all the people that are like sitting there going, "Hey, what about Persona One and Two? I guess you can keep waiting." It, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, those games are like too. I mean, they'd have to like really do work on those. Oh, for sure, but it still doesn't mean that they can't do it. Like, yeah, you know, I, people are just they they really want those the, that section of the the fan base there. So, like, that's again, that's cool that we keep um, hearing about this and that. Uh, they they keep wanting to confirm it. It'd be nice if Sega and Atlas just said, "Hey, it's it's there. It's been in development for like two years. Okay, uh, we'll show you something when it's ready or whatever." Just to let people 
Uh, you know, because they didn't announce it as part of the 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 big anniversary of Persona, so it's just yeah. weird that you wouldn't announce something like that. But I guess they want to just announce it when it's closer, which totally understandable, I guess, with the way things are are going in in games uh, right. at the moment. I think that's uh, pretty much it for uh, this week uh, sure. in in games. So a lot of talk with the Mario movie and, and all that stuff. Um, as far as what is coming next week, there's uh, a few things here. The Tron Identity, which is made by uh, Mr. Mike Hello. Bizzle, which I know yeah. you uh, you like him a lot. So um, that sh- should be an interesting. It's more like a visual novel, right? Kind of like puzzle game. It's not you know an action game or anything based on Tron. So uh, people should know that going in. Uh, also, they remastered that Sherlock Holmes The Awakened game as well. Yep. Um, so a lot of people are kind of excited about that, too. Uh, another visual novel, A Possible Nation, made by the by the NIS folks, uh, is coming, uh, to, you know, basically tomorrow. Pokemon Stadium's hitting uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, if you've been wanting to get your nostalgia fill on that, I'd played so much Pokemon stadiums. No joke. Uh, right. Would be cool to play that again. Uh, not going to lie. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is finally coming to Xbox in a couple of days. So if you didn't get to play that because you only have an Xbox um, or you just are waiting for it at game pass, it's going to be there in a couple of days there. Yep. Um, and uh, the vampire survivors uh, DLC uh, tied to Fus- uh, the Fuscari is uh, coming in a couple of days. And Mega Man Battle Network Legacy uh, Edition, the the collector's edition, which uh, Adam told me he is reviewing. Uh, Good, so- I don't want him. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. The, there'll be a review of I'm I'm sure pretty quickly here. Uh, so that game, I know there's a lot of people may- waiting for that. I I like those games. Um, yeah, that's one of those like I might really consider once it hits the uh, the sale. Right, price yeah. and all that. Uh, it's not one that I'm going to go rush out and get. Yep. Uh, but yeah, at least it's, it's coming. That's cool that Capcom is doing that. And uh, Ultra Pixel Survive is also coming as well. So there's a few things uh, out there as well. Of course, everything the week after, I think, is when we're going to start getting some some big games of Minecraft Legends and all right. that. So, Alright, until uh, next week, everybody. See you later. Later.